How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The pitch. Brown ball. Base hit through the left side. A run scores. A second run's going to come around, and Dylan Cruz comes through for the Tigers. A two-run single. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long and uh, on our Open Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line, Jeff Palermo from Louisiana State Network, also Tiger Rag Radio. And, uh, man, you got all kind of gigs, uh, Jeff. Uh, you're doing play-by-play now. You almost got as many uh, runner-up deals to do than I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting trying in to that. keep pace with you, Mike. You're trying, man. God bless trying, you. man. God bless you. Um uh, two of three, that, that wasn't a surprise. I think how it went down Saturday against yeah. Iowa, I think people were surprised at that 12-4. Uh, to four and, and after the first couple innings, you, you could see, uh, you know, Iowa had their number. <laughs> they had him. Well, it just wasn't a good day at the ballpark for the Tigers. I mean, they missed some opportunities, yeah. and Iowa really took advantage of their opportunities. I mean, Iowa laid down a beautiful bunt that um, – uh, was perfectly executed. They executed a double steal. Um, you know, the uh, in the first inning, uh, it looks like LSU is going to get out of that first inning, and then the number three hitter hits, hits a home run with two, with two strikes on him. And then they add two more runs after that. Uh, and then in the bottom half of the first inning, LSU gets the bases loaded and nobody out. And they fail to score. And I really think in that situation, not having Trey Morgan in the lineup, who was not in the lineup after running into the wall the day before and was still had some lingering soreness. Uh, so Jay Johnson held him out of the lineup. And they really could have used a veteran, veteran player in that situation uh, just to get the bat on the ball against a really good pitcher in Brody Brecht. And then it was just amazing. It was one of those stats at the end of the game that just really made you scratch your head. And really all you could say is it's that that's baseball. I mean, Iowa on Saturday walked nine hitters and they hit four others and LSU pitching, I think only walked one hitter all day, but, but they're the team that ended up losing uh, by eight runs. It's just uh, one of those uh, crazy days at the ballpark and, I think Iowa came out ready to play. Not to say that LSU didn't, but I think the Tigers found out on Saturday afternoon they're going to get every team's best shot. And if you open up the door for them, they're going to take advantage of it, especially if they're going to play a good team like Iowa. The other thing, too, Jeff, is that uh, I heard uh, Jay talk to us about this uh, almost a week ago, and then he brought it up again about, you know, Sam Houston can really hit the ball. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he really kind of went out of his way. Now, he didn't have to do that over a week ago. Now I understand when, once you're playing him that you got to do it. But, man, he sort of really bragged about Sam Houston on this show with, with Bobby and I and, and Charlie that how good they were and how well they can swing the bat. And yesterday, 16-4, to four, uh, you know, they did it by committee pitching-wise, but it worked. Well, the reason why they went uh... – pitching by committee is that he did not want uh, any of his pitchers to go through the lineup twice against Sam Houston. Uh, Jay and his staff scouted Sam Houston on Friday and Saturday and noticed that they, they really did well the second time through the order. And they also, the other thing about Sam Houston is they're a veteran team. As far as position player wise goes, they have seven players from a season ago that hit 300 that are back this year. They also noticed they, they hit mistake pitches very well. And so that was the whole idea on why Chase Shores only went two two innings yesterday as the starter, and then pretty much everyone went one time around. He wanted to give Sam Houston different looks, uh, and LSU has the depth to do that pitching-wise. I mean, look at it. That's the difference from a year ago. Yeah, I mean, Blake Money, who was their Friday night starter at this time, was out yesterday closing out a, a, in the ninth inning a 12-run game. I mean, that just – and that's, <laughs> that, that shows you where, you know, where Blake Money is on the, on the pecking order this year. I mean, he was – last year he was called on to be the Friday night starter. Now he – I don't want to call it – he's in mop-up duties. But, I mean, he's, a, he's, he's just a, a reliever in the bullpen at this point. And uh, that's – yeah, that's exactly the big difference between this year and last year is just how much more talent there is in that pitching staff. And guys that um, they can go to – uh, in, in particular, uh, Paul Skeens, obviously, a guy they could just hand the ball to and tell him, go, hey, go give us six, seven, eight innings. But they could still also play the way they did last year, where, hey, Chase Shores, you're, start, you're the starting pitcher. Go give me three innings, and then I'll, I'll figure it out from here as far as mixing and matching with the bullpen. And that's what they did uh, yesterday against Sam Houston. Jeff, you were talking about how Iowa gave up 13 free base runners for LSU, but they weren't able to take advantage of it, only four hits in the game. I think that LSU's batters were a little bit annoyed at picking up that first loss of the season. Come right back with 16 runs on 23 hits just the day after. So talk a little bit about the offensive explosion that happened uh, on Sunday. Well, when Braden and Joe Bear hit that two-run homer in the first inning, that I mean that set the tone right there. It's like okay, today is going to be a different day for LSU. And then uh, LSU just explodes for five runs in the second. And the 23 hits, I believe that's the most LSU's had, I believe since 2014 is the last time they had that many hits. And I I think they were annoyed after the loss on Saturday. I think they were disappointed. Uh, This is not a team that expects to show up at the ballpark and lose by eight runs. And they had opportunities. And, again, if they get a run, or two runs in that first inning against Iowa. I don't know if they beat Iowa that day, but I think it's a, it's a much different day. And they just put themselves in too big of a hole in that game. And then it just kind of got, got, certainly got away from them in the, in the late stages of that one. Uh, But I I don't, I don't think they liked, I don't think they enjoyed it at all. The fact that they lost by eight, this is a team that goes to the park every day expecting to win. And when they don't, uh, that that lights a fire under them, and and to me that's that's a sign of what good team. You know, I mean, the the message boards are going to light you up 
uh, whenever this team loses. But how this team responds, I think that's really the true test of this team, the true character of this team. And I think that was on display yesterday against Sam Houston. With Brendan Jobert, he had a great weekend. I mean, specifically on Sunday with two home runs, a triple, a single. He came close to what Trey Morgan did last yeah, Tuesday. Almost hit almost almost got got the, cycle. the cycle. Almost got the cycle, just a double short. <laughs> but he became the first LSU player to hit two home runs in a game since he did it himself in 2022 against Vanderbilt. Uh, so, I mean, I think his performance, he earned that um, that first team, first all-tournament team at the Round Rock Classic. Oh, he certainly did. And what you're hoping for from Braden Bear this year is just a little bit more of a consistent hitter. I mean, last year the home runs kind of came in spurts, and that, that, that happens with a lot of power hitters where they, they kind of come in bunches. But you, you just hope he can be a little bit more consistent. But they're not, unlike, again, another difference between the 2023 team and the 2022 team, they're not relying on him to hit two home runs in every game. I mean, they needed his power production last season but there's now plenty of other guys in this lineup that can also supply it and it's just gonna it's just gonna come a you know a matter of time for you know Tommy White to get into the into the act here and uh, you know Dylan Cruz is gonna have his days obviously and we, we've seen how hot Gavin Dugas can be over a four or five there's there's seven or eight hitters in this lineup that can just kind of carry you a little bit where last year, you know, it was Dylan Cruz and it was Trey Morgan, and then they were just kind of hoping somebody else can let, can uh, catch fire. And because um, Dugas was hurt, and, and even Trey Morgan was battling a knee injury all season last year, and Beloso was out, and so they they just didn't. And they, uh, you know, it was a revolving door at catcher and all, all that kind of stuff. But uh, that's not the case this year. They they, they got literally eight guys that I think can get hot for you. I mean, look at Jordan Thompson's batting eight for you. This yeah. He was, he's one of your better you stole, hitters. You stole my go. next question, but yeah. uh, I think uh, Charlie has one for you. Yeah, so a guy that we had already mentioned earlier when talking about the pitching staff, Jeff, was Paul Skeens. I mean, we talk a little bit about pitchers entering the rocking, the proverbial rocking chair, right? Retiring 17 of the last 18 batters he faced. I mean, he, he really got it rolling late in that game against Kansas State on Friday. And again, another sign of what really good pitchers do. He struggles in the first inning, but he only gives up the one run. And then he just eventually he settles down and, and then he's unhittable uh, by the time he, he has to exit the game. I mean, that's just, that is what, that's what you see out of the, even on the major league, major league level, the, the, the best pitchers, maybe it takes them an inning or so. Maybe it takes them a few batters to get settled in. I believe it was the first four batters that Skeens faced on Friday. He started them off with ball one, and he got behind. And that was the biggest uh, issue with him. But once he started locating his pitches better, started getting ahead in the, in the count, uh, it was lights out for Kansas State. They didn't have a chance against that guy. I'm really excited to see him you know, go up against some of the other better pitchers in the SEC and you know, kind of go mano for mano again you know, in one of those games where it's two to one, one to nothing, three to two, whatever. One of those low-scoring Friday night SEC games, and that's kind of how Friday's game played out against Kansas State. It was a it was a low-scoring game, uh, you know, it was a, a tight game through six innings, and then LSU got to Kansas State's bullpen, and that was it. Uh, the Tigers uh, bats finally erupted, and and they put the game away. I think that's kind of the recipe for success for them on Friday nights in the SEC as well. You know, Paul Skeens go out there, give a seven, eight innings, three runs or less, and then eventually uh, LSU's offense will wear down the opposing pitching staff, 
And that's what we saw on Friday against Kansas State. Jeff, I have a texter wanted to know about kind of an explanation on how it ended against Kansas State. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because their deal is, well, what the hell happened here? Uh, so give them, an expl- give them your explanation of exactly what happened uh, Friday well, night. Well, it, uh, it was the automatic strike call. The batter was not uh, prepared or not ready to take the pitch within the time limit that is now required by NCAA baseball. And uh, what, what makes it a little tricky, I think, for the fans the pitch clock go in there at that park uh, at Dell Diamond. I mean, there, you see the pitch clock in center field. Uh, there's uh, there were two pitch clocks next to the dugouts as well, up the first and third base lines. But you know, like in football, when you're watching the play clock, that's always in the screen, right? When you're watching right. the Saints or college football, you, you can when there's a delay a game, there's no controversy over it because when you we all see it hit zero and the and it, but here. Uh, I think what baseball has to do technology-wise is they're going to have to make sure as you're watching the game, you see that pitch clock. And apparently the hitter, even though he was in the batter's box, he was not ready for the pitch within within five seconds of uh, that pitch clock going off. And that led to the automatic strike being called by the third base umpire, and that's how the game ended. And it was um, a spring training game ended in uh, Major League Baseball. Yes. A, a, a similar way, yep. I believe it was on Friday, uh, Friday I believe, Friday between night, the Red yeah. Sox and Braves. So, similar thing. Um, and these umpires, now, hey, everybody, you know, the, 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 the reaction was, hey, they can't let this happen in Omaha or in the Super Regionals or the Regionals. Mm. I, I don't think that will happen. I it, Just like in football, when there's ever a new rule or there's a new emphasis on a rule, the, the officials, referees, whoever it may be, they're going to call it really tight at the beginning to send the message to the players. Hey, we are serious about this. The pace of play, we're serious about the pitch clock. You, you better be ready to play. And I'll tell you this, Mike, uh, I found that the, pa- the pace of the game was much quicker during this three-game series. I mean, you look at that, we were talking about Saturday's game, the, the, the 14 free passes issued by Iowa pitching. If you didn't have a pitch clock, that game would have taken four hours to be completed. It, it was done in three hours and 15 minutes. Yesterday's game had a bunch of mid-inning pitching changes and so forth, and it was right above three hours. Friday's game uh, didn't have as many interruptions, two hours, 40 years, two hours, 40 minutes. I mean, I think that is... I think that you can already tell it works. And I kind of noticed that as the play-by-play guy, like, hey, man, I don't have as much time to talk in between pitches anymore or in between at-bats because these guys are getting in the batter's box, they're getting ready to hit, and the pitchers are ready to deliver the baseball. I think it's going to lead. Once we get, you know, once we get through this rough part here of everybody understanding the, the new rules, uh, I, I think it's going to lead to better play on the field. It's going to be more enjoyable, and we're not going to be sitting there in the seventh inning, and the game's already three hours and 40 minutes long, and you're like, when is this thing going to end? And I'm a huge baseball fan, but there are many times where I'm watching a game saying, my goodness, this thing is going as slow as it can possibly go. I think those days are over with, guys. Real quick, um, just the impact of Kim Mulkey uh, on LSU's women's basketball team. Uh, this is – People forget now. This is just year two, and, yeah. and you're not catching South Carolina. I mean, they are who they are uh, at this stage. 
but the impact Kim has made when you see this record crowd in the PMAC and what she's been able to do to bring that roar back to women's basketball for LSU. And it this is just the start. This isn't, okay, you're not halfway up the mountain yet. Um, she has done a remarkable job uh, with LSU's women's basketball team. You're right, Mike. It is just a start because she's bringing in the number one recruiting class next Nate and next season, uh, the top player in the country who's at Parkway High School right now up in northwest Louisiana. She's coming to LSU. You know she's going to do really well in the transfer portal. She's going to miss Alexis Morris next season. I mean, this is her final year at LSU. Uh, she's the, the Robin to Angel Reese's Batman. But, um, you know, this is, this is literally the start of it. I would be shocked if she does not win a national championship at LSU. She's got everything she needs, all the resources. She's got the fan base behind her, and, and, and there's, there's players that want to play for her. I mean, look at Alexis Morris. She kicked Alexis Morris off her team back in Baylor, and here she is at LSU. And, um, you know, she's, she's having a huge – she's hugely successful. So, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I'm hoping they can make a bit of a run here in the SEC tournament where they'll play South Carolina again, hopefully in the championship <laughs> game. And who knows, maybe face them again in the Final Four in Dallas. That would be great, too. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Also, man, you and Bill did a great job this weekend covering the games. And, man, congratulations on that. Uh, really entertaining to listen to. Oh, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. You guys have a good one. Thanks so Take much. Take easy, Jeff. Jeff Palermo from Louisiana Network, also from Tiger Rag Radio, and does a lot of work with us here on WWL. We'll be back for more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.